Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the AV Club. If this is your first time joining, uh, cool. Thank you so much. I don't have anything to give you, but I appreciate it. Appreciate all the support from people who have listened to more than one or even just one. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate it. My guest today goes by Layston Found. Jay Rivera is his government name. Super nice guy, super chill guy. Cool beard, a lot of tats. Him and his lady came in the studio. Uh, it was a fun time, man. We, we went over a lot of stuff. I didn't know anything about this guy other than the fact that he is a, a graffiti artist. Essentially what this guy does is he does graffiti murals or just any sort of commissioned graffiti work, man. He, he'll do anything from sides of buildings. He's done pizza joints. He's done a coffee truck. Uh, you really have to hit up this guy's Instagram. He's got cool content, and he, his artwork just speaks for itself. And I said that a bunch of times in the episode. But, yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, I did mess up a little bit on the video aspect. So if you happen to be watching, uh, no judgment here, okay? Please don't judge. I'm trying to do some new and improved things with this podcast. I'm trying to improve it, not just stay... I want it to be consistent, but I also want it to be a creative. And so I'm still trying to find that that niche, that niche of mine. And so, yeah, enjoy the episode. I think you will really like it. So thank you guys and enjoy. Sweet. We're, we're rolling. Camera's on. Hey, yo. Mic's on. What's up, brother? How you been? Nothing much, man. Just staying busy and doing what we do. Y'all, y'all are staying busy. I'm seeing your Instagram, which is... <laughs> By the way, your Instagram is great. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, you got a, you have a good Instagram. I'm not good at it, dude. I'm <laughs> supposed to be good. I'm like, you know, young and like it's supposed uh-huh. to be my generation's thing and I, I suck at it. I just I, I've just gotten used to it. Like I yeah. had Facebook and then once we got off with Laced and Found and, and I just stuck to Instagram for everything. And then I tried Facebook again and I was just lost. So yeah. there's people out there who are masterminds at Facebook and suck at Instagram and I'm vice versa. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy because Facebook is the business we worked at before in like Marble Falls before we moved over here. It's like Facebook is like the, there was like their bread and butter. Like that's how a lot of their business uh-huh. became generated and stuff. So it's like you just have to know how to use it. I guess I don't. I don't For even real. know. People learn on on their own too, which is pretty impressive, honestly, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of lot that goes into it that you just if you're not like a if you don't have a book or nobody tells you, then like I don't know how you figure that Man, out. And they but. started asking for my face as like a social. Social, uh, or not social. I'm, I'm going to say social security. Uh, as a security thing. Yeah. And it's like, every time I sent them my face, they wouldn't recognize me. So I just stopped. Oh, okay. It was stupid. It's too much. Um, so you're from, you're from New York, right? The Bronx? Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me, let me hear a little about, a little bit about that. Cause I have no idea about, I've Bronx. only been in Texas. I've lived here all my life. I've been like out of state, never, yeah. never anywhere East. So like East coast. Mm-hmm. What, like, how was that growing up over there? Man, growing up in the Bronx, I, I grew up in the South Bronx, and um, I definitely, and it's funny, because me, me and Ricky, uh, my wife, we've been, like, watching a lot of, like, documentaries <laughs> and catching up on these crazy shows, and, and it's insane how, like, when the crack epidemic came around in the 1980s, mm. you had, you know, you had two major, major cities that were being, you know, affected by it, so you had Los Angeles and you had New York, yeah, and it's crazy how our cultures are so different, but you know, so same in the same manner, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, like the West Coast had everything they did and they had the violence and everything, but the way we were in New York was 
different, but we had the same issues, you know. So, I mean, growing up in, sure. in growing up during the eighties with with the crack epidemic and everything, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, I know people see what they see in TVs and stuff, but I mean, living there was a little bit different. There was yeah. a lot going on. I mean, a lot of people getting shot and killed and and robberies and. I mean, there wasn't much you could do without something happening right. in a single day, you know. Yeah. So, um, I lost my father to uh, Sherry Needles. He oh, was wow. he was a heroin addict. I don't know if he did crack. I wouldn't doubt it. I yeah. mean, um, and he died when I was six, and so he contracted AIDS. Okay. And um, but he was always in and out of prison too. Like I, he was a prime, you know, like uh, example that fell into that whole crack thing yeah in the 80s it yeah, was it was wild. pretty bad yeah it so was you wild. were directly affected that's pretty that's nuts mm-hmm. that is it's crazy the similarities that you bring that up because i like you obviously know that right like you know mm-hmm. la and new york are different but now that you bring up the similarities i'm kind of thinking about it that is that's strange they have yeah, the same issues but just in different ways like they yeah just and, and i mean we've been watching we've been watching a pretty good show now it's called snowfall <laughs> and um and it's about crack when it hit yeah. like in the very beginning in Los Angeles and um I mean just watching that and just seeing how that thing took over is it's pretty crazy pretty wild. you know like yeah. we we always talk about like some you know you see like heroin addicts or whatever addicts mm-hmm. especially throughout Austin and like yeah. Ricky always makes a good example and and then she says that like uh you know these people who became these addicts and fell into that the crack, heroin, whatever drug that they're doing, they already knew what it does to other people. Yeah. But somehow they thought that it wasn't going to affect them the same way, you know? Right. So, and it's crazy how it's just a repeated it's, cycle. It's like the lottery, it's right? A, yeah. You, you buy a ticket, you're like, oh, I'm the one. Yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> no, no, you're not. Nope. Everybody you're thinks not. that. Yeah. No, no. And, and, and man, it's just crazy. Like you see these people and like, I mean, it, it's, it's a sickness, but it's, mm. it's not something that like, you get diagnosed with, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you made yeah. the choice to to fall into that, right? And, and like, I mean, I feel sorry. I can I can feel sympathetic to mm-hmm. them, but like, on the other note, like I don't feel like like I should run out of my way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I get it's it. just like I, I saw my dad put my entire family through that kind of stuff, and it's crazy that it was all a choice. You know, right. like nobody put that needle in his arm. You know, it was all yeah. a choice. So. Yeah. That's pretty. real, man. That's yeah. the deepest we got on this show. Man. <laughs> We're getting into it already. Uh, so how did that lead into what you're doing now? Actually, first of all, you were in the military too, right? Yeah. So then how did that come about? Is it because you kind of saw that unstructuredness with your father and you kind of wanted that structure? Or is it something totally different? No, Not totally different. <laughs> totally different. There is, I'm, I'll be honest with you, man. Even growing up in the South Bronx, mm-hmm. I wasn't especially in the 80s like i said the crack epidemic so it's like i think it's a little bit different now like like this generation i feel like people really go more out of their way to try and point somebody in a good direction mm. you know hey aaron do this man this would be good for you it wasn't like that in the 80s you know what i'm saying people right. were just surviving yeah you know so so like when i went into the military a lot of people do ask that question like oh wow so what 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 burned inside of you? What was the passion to join? Like, mm-hmm. did you see things going on and you wanted to be a part of it? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, there was no patriotic bone in me. Right. And, you know, when I was a teenager growing up in the Bronx, you know, so it's like. <laughs> 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 and so, so growing up then, like, 
there was there was nothing in me that was pushing me towards the military. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a drive or anything like that. So the story, which I've told like a thousand right. times, yeah, I'm pretty sure Ricky knows it by word too. <laughs> and uh, so basically, I, I grew up with a friend named Danny, okay. and uh, we knew each other since about seventh grade. And um, he had a childhood girlfriend. They were together throughout high school and everything. Mm, so senior year comes around, and he they get pregnant. You know, so this is a few months after. We graduated from high school. I wasn't doing much. That's a whole other story, too. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't doing much. And so he calls me up and he says, hey, you know, like, um, Lovey's pregnant, bro. So I'm going into the Army. Like, you want to come with me? And I was like, fuck no. I don't want to <laughs> go with you. <laughs> fuck, I want to go with you to the <laughs> Army, you know? So um, so then I hang up the phone and my grandmother comes out and she goes, who was that on the phone? I said, it was Danny. She says, what did he want? And I said, he wants me to go with him to the army. And she's like, go, go with him. And I was like, fine, then I'll go. And that was it. That's it? Literally, man, <laughs> that was it. I went into the army. I didn't even know what to join under. I didn't, I didn't know any of that stuff. We went to a recruiter yeah. and he showed us all the cool stuff, all the ranger and special right, forces stuff. Right. He's like, you guys can go out and shoot and play with guns and all this stuff. I said, all right, cool. I'll do that one. Needless to say, it's the worst job in the military. Yeah. It's infantry, and um, so that's what that's what I came into the military under. Yeah. Nineteen years old. Yeah. Wow. And how long were you in the army? In the I military? was in the army until 2015. Oh dang. Yeah. So I ended up retiring a little close to 18 years in, and wow. that was a, a medical retirement. Okay. Um, you know, like from the combat stuff and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I retired in 2015. So what happened? You got like just. What is the medical thing? Like, so the medical thing, basically, it, it comes around with, like, soldiers who've been in the military for a while now. And if especially if you go off to combat, um, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of job you have. Everybody right. goes through their own kind of trauma. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I used to fuck with a lot of people. If they came out and they said, oh, I got PTSD, and I found out that they worked in the office, you know. And I'm like, oh, oh right. you never even saw combat. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as time went on, you start gaining the knowledge that, you know, trauma affects everybody differently. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the guy in the office who a bomb hits a mile away and he scares shitless from it, it could affect him the same way it would me if I was right up on that bomb. Right. You know, so everybody suffers trauma different. And so I don't really pick on those people no more. Yeah. I mean, if I know them personally, I'm, I'm going to fuck with yeah, them yeah. all day. But um, <laughs> so, so a lot of that kind of stuff comes about from things that I saw in Iraq, things I went through in Iraq. And um, I didn't even know that anything was wrong with me, mm -hmm. you know. Um, everything kind of just started coming out as I was asking questions. But I had went to ranger school okay. in uh, 2013, something like that. And so my last deployment, my last time back from Iraq was 2010. When I got back from in 2010, for three years, I didn't do anything combat related. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of different office jobs and stuff right. like that. And then um, 2013 was the first time in three years since I got back from Iraq that I went and did some combat training in ranger school. And my third day into it, I had a panic attack. And it was a disabling one. So basically, I couldn't move. I couldn't see. I couldn't hear or nothing. Oh, wow. You know, so they brought out the chaplain and they brought all these medical people and then they sent me home. And when they sent me home, they sent me to um, uh, mental health. And when I went to mental health, they started asking me a bunch of questions, and it led them to diagnosing me with PTSD, PTSD. at that time. Yeah. yeah. And then everything else just started coming about as you're going through, like, you know, these medical boards and stuff like that. And I always thought, the, like, ringing in my ear, I thought it was just natural. I thought everybody was hearing it. Right. You know, so then um, 
I come to find out that it was tinnitus that I oh, had in wow. my ear. Yeah, and then the tinnitus led them to do tests for uh, traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and then I got diagnosed with that too. So it's, they were just wow. going checking off the blocks, and I had most of it. Yeah. So it, it pushed me towards an early retirement, and so and Dang. that's what I ended up doing. And uh, how old were you when you retired? <sighs> okay, so 2015. This was five, six years ago. I'm. 40 going on 43 so i was about 36 37 okay mm-hmm. so would you still be in if you hadn't got discharged you think when, when uh, you... at this point i probably would have already been retired okay because i was i was pushing on my 20 anyway oh so 20 is when you yeah retire. okay well most people i mean you could stay in if you want right but right I, mm, shit most of us are tired by then man. yeah 20 years doing something like that that's so. yeah i can't imagine bro that's mm-hmm. crazy so man you just never you just did you like it enough to stay in, or did you just like? Were you, was your mind like, oh, I just don't know anything else? So uh, it just is- it like the thing with the military was, and a lot of people see it now. Uh, you know, I got a good friend, um, Grito. He does tattoos, and he's also a graffiti artist. And we were talking the other day about different kind of stuff. Um, you know, with some of the benefits that you end up earning after you retire, right? And and you know, like for one, like vet- disabled veterans don't have to pay property taxes. So like I had told him that one, I said, I pay zero in property taxes. He was like, shit, man, I did it all wrong, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I liked it enough uh, that, it, that it was, um, like I could put up with it. Yeah. I didn't love it. Right. But it was also taking care of my family at the time, you know? So right. healthcare was a big thing. Having a steady paycheck was a, mm-hmm. a major thing. Huge. You know, so those that kind of security kept me in right and then i mean a lot of guys know like once you start gaining some rank in the military it, it becomes easier it gets a little you know okay, like the sense. people you see getting yelled at are the people who are not sergeants right like, but once you get sergeant you know everybody kind of lays off a lot more than yeah. you know you still got to deal with some like really higher up people like sergeant majors and first sergeants and stuff like that right, right. but like people within your own ranks that you work with every day even if they're higher ranking than you, like you don't have to deal with. It's just like a normal job at that it's point. It's just like a normal job yeah. at that point. You're just so, you know, um, inf- not influenced, but like, you know, you're just so used to it, right? And everything like that. Yeah. So it definitely, Dang. it was just, it was just easy to keep doing. Yeah. So you know. throughout this period, were you doing graffiti or like? I was always tag. Okay, so when I was in the military, I mean, I was still like tagging stuff on yeah. my books, you know. Obviously, I can't go out and hit up any walls or right, anything right. like that. But as far as like, <laughs> like art wise, like doing murals, I hadn't done nothing. Right, not one. You know, it wasn't until after I retired in 2015, um, I started to try and find a hobby because now I I didn't have to work or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm fully retired, and um, so started uh, like getting back into like making shirts, and that's how. And then I was like. I'm a big shoe fanatic, so like, I start, I was getting sneakers, and I would get like two of them at a time from a Foot Locker, like a good release, mm-hmm. and I would flip them. So I would be a reseller, right? And that's how Laced and Found actually started. Okay, okay. So instead of Lost and Found, it was Laced and Found for sneakers. And so, um, around 2017, uh, I was talking to my boy at the gym, and I told him, I said, "Hey, man, you know, I'm thinking about getting back into like my graffiti and like doing some murals." Mm-hmm. I had done a couple of canvases and some small little pieces, but nothing big. And so he says that a friend of his in Killeen was opening up a gym, and he was looking for a graffiti artist. So I went and I visited with the guy, and 
he, you know, he wanted us to do the wall. So I did the wall for him. Mm. And then from there, we just, the, the next door neighbor guy was like, hey, can you paint these letters or redo these letters oh, wow. on my business? So yeah. And then, then it went from there to across the street to some Filipino store <laughs> and they wanted it. So then, and then it just kept going. Yeah. 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 It seems as if like a lot of your advertising is word of mouth, right? Besides your Instagram. All of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think I've, I was, it's funny because I was just updating the Google thing today, but like, yeah. um, as far as like promoting ads, I've never really did it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not really into the whole marketing kind of world. Right. You know what I'm saying? Instagram is just too easy. Yeah. Like it's very easy to just post something mm -hmm. and caption it and that's it. And that, yeah, it, it just kind of went word of mouth from there, you know? Yeah. So. Which is dope because like it, it's, it's an art, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but like basically in the, in the world of like art, photos, video, graffiti, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you almost can't advertise for it because people are specifically looking for what you have. People like people uh, appreciate certain art, like your graffiti. Somebody's, mm -hmm. One person may love it, one person may not be a mm -hmm. fan of it, right? And so the person who's not a fan isn't gonna, isn't gonna approach you for it. But if yeah, this person exactly. sees it, they're gonna like headhunt you. Mm -hmm. They're like, I like your style and your style only. Yeah. So I'm gonna go for it. And that's kind of how it is throughout all like the art. Like even with videos a little different because you can have like corporate headshots or corporate videos of just them talking about their business super yeah. simple but like the more creative world of it is like more of a specific and you kind of have to cater to certain people who like your style yeah you just kind of have to make it your own yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so not everybody likes that which is cool because you you guys have i was i was creeping through your instagram bro and <laughs> dude you've gotten so much better and like i don't even know how much time it didn't even look like it was that much time but like you see one of your murals and then you see another and you're like whoa like that's better and then you see the next and it's like holy crap it's getting even better than that yeah. <laughs> and it's like you're just always improving i really i really admire that which is oh, thank which is you y'all guys y'all are grinding though y'all are out there mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. which is cool because it's like really i grew up in texas my whole life like I don't ever see graffiti unless it's like, you know, just like on a train or like a bridge. Yeah. But like, it's cool that people are like hitting you guys up and, and commissioning these pieces from yeah. you and like paying you the money you deserve. And like, mm -hmm. it's so dope. It's cool. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things too, that, that I think we definitely like is that, um, we've been to towns where there's like no graffiti. Like we painted a, a mural in Lexington, Texas. Mm. I mean, the population there must be like 1500 yeah. or something. <laughs> It was small. Right. But the lady found us, you know, through some more word of mouth. Yeah. And so we went out there and we did a mural, like, you know, for the city. And, um, man, that, that, that was little things like that are pretty dope. Like, we going, like, I mean, next week we're going into McAllen, Texas again. It'll be our second time going down there. Yeah. But um, McAllen is like a border town. And, like, you drive down there. I don't know if you've ever been that no. far south, but... I honestly, I thought we were gonna be like in the boondies, man, just like yeah. farmlands. But when we showed up, man, it was like a bougie city. <laughs> like, wow! Like it was, it was actually beautiful. Like yeah. brand new businesses. Like it was, it was pretty cool being down there. So I mean, the traveling part of what we do is is always fun too. Yeah, that's cool, mm -hmm. man. Getting to see these different places. You, you guys are um, so the re the way that we became like aware of you guys' work is. Uh, it was when Kobe died, man. Mm -hmm. Kobe died. Daniel was like, man, we got to do something like to kind of like commemorate to honor this guy because we. Yeah. I looked up to him my whole life, and mm -hmm. and so we found your mural. It was on is on Austin on uh, 
Guadalupe. Guadalupe, right yeah. behind that. What was that? What a, was that a restaurant? You yeah, it was Sushi High Restaurant. Sushi, and, uh, yeah. They're closed now. But I think they, right. I don't know if they closed the business. I think they just moved locations. Okay. And so that location is super vacant now. Like, I mean, it's Dang. it's all tagged up. But I mean, oh, nobody's wow. touched the mural though. The yeah, mural's, that's cool. The mural's still doing good. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how we that's how we found you, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's like we went up to it. We were taking our photos of it. And Daniel saw the, your tag, your, your name on it. And so he's like, man, I'm going to look this guy up, see if I can hit him up for some like See if we can collab or do some mm-hmm. sort of work, and like the rest is history, bro. You yeah. guys, and like I didn't know this until looking up your Instagram and like you know him finding you and connecting with you. But you have artwork all over Austin, which is so dope. That's good. Yeah, I know, man. We've uh, it's funny because like I we had a magazine article hit us up. I think it was last week, and um, they were like, "Hey, can you tell us the locations of your murals that are in Austin?" And I was like. Fuck, I don't even know the yeah. addresses myself, and uh, so I was able to track a few of them down. But I yeah. think I tend to forget because we paint so much. Yeah, I forget about some murals that were in Austin. You know, like, um, but then I'll occasionally I have somebody tag me in it. Right. I'm like, oh snap! I remember that. Like, yeah. You know, so that's so cool, man. Mm-hmm. It's like it's dope because you're making like an impact on the city because you know, like, whatever it is you 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 paint on there, you graffiti mm-hmm. on there. It's like somebody's looking up to that that person that you normally draw. Like normally it's people, right? Like yeah. normally it's like a like you have some ice cube. Was it Snoop on that one too? No, I got, it was a different wall. Two different ones. Yeah, two different walls. Uh, the ice cube has been painted over though now. Okay. Yeah. Jesus is on it. Can't argue with that. I guess. <laughs> I guess you can't argue with that. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Jesus would like ice cube though. You know. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, he would like. They're chilling music. now. They're right on top of each other. So. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's so it's so cool to see, like, just especially since you're local. Mm-hmm. How, how long have you been in Texas? Like, wh- when would you? So off and on, I've been in Texas now since 2006. Okay. Um, I while. was still in the military. Yeah, I, right. I, um, I went from California to Texas, and I was stationed in Texas from 2006 to 2012. Mm. And then I left to South Korea, then to Fort Drum, New York. And then when I retired, I came back here. So I was gone from Texas for about three years in between yeah. that time. But steady since 2015, been here. You like, why, why'd you come back to Texas besides, like, instead of New York or California? Or? I, I learned a lot when I was here from 2006 to 2012. Yeah. Um, at that point, I knew that I was going to end up retiring from the military, but it came down to choosing where to retire. Mm-hmm. I knew it was, I wasn't going back to New York. I mean, right. It's, excuse me, once you start living in a home and you park in your own driveway oh, yeah. and you walk 10 steps and you're in the house... You're not going back to yeah. living in an apartment building where you got to walk 10 minutes to get to your house. Wow. You know what I mean? So that was definitely, I, I mean, I already knew I wasn't going back there. Yeah. The only places that I had lived in prior to that was uh, outside of New York. It was Fort Hood, Texas, and then uh, Fort Irwin, California. Mm. Fort Irwin, California, uh, not even Fort Irwin, the area, but just California in general is right. stupid expensive. Yeah. Like like this house here would be like four six million in in county, yeah. you know. So it's ridiculous, and it's the same it's thing wild. for New York. Yeah, you know, like New York, a house this size is ridiculously. Yeah, expensive. I don't even know where it has to be on the outskirts, obviously. But like, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, you got New York. So a lot of people get it confused too. Like I you do. Got, I've never been. Yeah, you got New York State, and then you got New York City. Okay. Okay. So if you took you know, an entire state, New York City maybe makes up for like maybe 
25% of the entire state. Oh, wow. So once you leave New York City, you it'll take you from New York City to the top of New York State. It's about a six-hour drive. Wow. So you have all this state that heads north wow. of New York City. And that's where a lot of people, you know, have the bigger houses. Right, right. And all that kind of stuff. So um, that's what most people end up doing if they live in New York for a while. Yeah. But the crazy part is that in order to do that and be able to maintain the income to pay for a house that expensive, you have to work in the city. So, I mean, I got buddies who drive two hours to work. Dang. One way. So you're talking four hours every day driving just so they could live in a house. So, look, <laughs> Texas was an easy right. choice. Wow, man. You know? That's crazy. Super easy. You guys ever go back and visit? Like, have you been in a while? Or like, yeah, me and me and Ricky were actually out there in October, and um, we went to Jersey City to go paint a, another Kobe mural. Oh, damn! And, um, so we went out there. We painted another Kobe and Gigi mural, and um, I just we rented a car and we were definitely gonna go into the city, go yeah. visit my family, and you still go got into the Bronx. And most so. your family still up there? Yeah. Oh, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's good. Everybody. I mean, I, I got a cousin who lives. Um, right outside of Dallas, mm. and then um, and then that's it. Everybody else is in is in New York. New York, mm-hmm. that's cool, man. You got a. So when did you guys start doing your artwork together? Like I know because you recently got engaged, right? We're married, married, now. married. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're shoot. married, married. Okay, we didn't have enough friends to invite to a big old wedding. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but um I mean we we just we do a lot together, man. Like like we like to travel. We, you know, we like to get out. Yeah. We like to do all these different things and I mean the the, the marriage part is definitely it was it was for us. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I, we don't shame anybody for having like big old weddings and stuff like right, that, right. but when you're talking Let's just even say on a minimal level, you're looking at ten thousand dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a pretty easy choice. I mean, if it's just about me and her, then yeah, we're gonna use that in travel Didn't and go matter. do yeah, you know, go do things. But we had we had some close friends there. Uh, we had we had her parents there, and it was it was a beautiful weekend. That's you know, cool. We man. went out to Vegas and we got married. Oh yeah, Vegas. And, yeah, Vegas. <laughs> Love Vegas. That's cool, man. My my grandma lives out in Vegas, so. We go out there every now and then. Oh yeah, yeah you go to the strip. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's um, it's a little different going with my parents, but mm-hmm. I, we're gonna have to take a trip without them sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we went uh, <laughs> four times last year. Oh, no, dang. Three. Are you sure? We keep going back and forth on this three and four. I think it was four, but we'll let her say three. That's uh, you guys went too many times. You guys lost a little bit of memory over there, huh? <laughs> all, I can't yeah. even remember the all third the time. <laughs> I mean, if you don't forget something about Vegas, <laughs> yeah. you haven't done Vegas. So let, you got to leave a piece of you there every time you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Vegas is a lot of fun though. And um, yeah. I'm pretty. We're, we're going back again in September, right? <laughs> You're like we're going back again next week. September. And, uh, yeah. Look, man. You know what? That's yeah. the thing. Again, me and her don't have um, nothing that really ties us down. Yeah. You know, we got two girls at home, uh, 16 and 11, and then got an 18-year-old who lives close by, too. So when it comes to them watching out for each other and let us travel, we're all good to go, yeah. you know? And so um, everybody's taken care of. So yeah. we, we're, we have that freedom to travel. And That's dope. If we want to go do Vegas for one night, we'll go. Yeah. If we want to do it for a week, we'll go. That's so cool. And so, Yeah. That's the goal, man. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So when it comes to like specific pieces, like do you guys have a favorite uh, favorite mural that you've done, or like even I saw recently you did that truck. Was that oh the um oh the coffee truck that the we coffee did yesterday. truck yeah yeah um, you guys have a favorite piece of work you've done up to this point. I like the train on wall. Um, I like the ice cube. Ice cube was, ice cube was always. A, I, I think that would be my favorite too. Was ice, the ice cube, cube. The, yeah. The ice cube was a good piece, and then the Trano Pizzeria wall, which was the first project that that Daniel actually filmed for us. Yeah. Um, that was that was another very fun project. We also did a fun project with um, Urban Urban Farm. Yeah, what it was called Urban Farm. I saw that one on your Instagram. I was creeping. Yeah. The, well, all the green, the lobby. Loved it. Yeah, that was. Yeah, those colors were. They were all really, really good, you know. But to go back on your question, though, like how did we start putting together? Yeah. Um. So I was, I would, I did probably um, maybe two or three murals, and then Ricky would just show up and hang out okay. with me while I painted, and then it got to the point where she started noticing what I was doing, like which caps I was switching to. Excuse me, my process on how I was painting. Then it came to a point where she would start passing me different caps or cans that I needed. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it went on to showing her how to color. So she started learning how to do the coloring. Then from there, we just ended up becoming a team. Yeah. And so, like, when we show up on sites or somewhere, like, she'll go straight into taping, you know. I'll go straight into, like, doing the numbers and the, the grid scale. Yeah. You know, and then... As soon as I start sketching and she sees a part that she can start coloring, she's right there too. So That's so cool. A lot yeah. of people wonder how we finish these murals so fast and it's it's on 1000%. It's because both of us have such a system that we do. That's cool. And um seamless. I mean system, projects, yeah. yeah, projects just go Yeah, cuz y'all y'all finish smooth. fast. Yeah. Very rarely cool. are we on a project for longer than a day. I mean, obviously Traino was 22 Huge. feet by like 70 feet wide so yeah. that one took us four days but um yeah that's probably one of the biggest credits that we get from people is that it, the, the work always comes out clean and then it's it's done quick yeah you know so which is it's just, it's insane man <laughs> so it, your strategy i've seen you kind of do it a little bit is it like a secret or is it like a well-known thing in like the graffiti world? Like people do the it like The grid scale? Yeah. Oh, it's it's well-known. I okay. mean, there's there's two ways you can sketch when it comes to massive murals and you got projection. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys use projectors and then you got the grid scale. Oh, dang. And um, some of the like big, big, big artists like who are doing, you know, 18-story murals and stuff yeah. like that, I know they're using like projectors and they're using... Um, like the grid scale very effectively, like the way I use it. Um, I didn't get, I would see people who did the grid scale. I never knew what it was though. Like mm-hmm. there's a graffiti artist called Jex. And um, if people don't know about him or don't follow him, give him a follow. Jex, uh, I think it's like Jex, J, J-E-K-S underscore N-C for North Carolina. Anyway, dude is super, super talented. Mm-hmm. But I would always, I've been following him for years and, and he would do these like just swirls and hashtags and just a bunch of, he called it the doodle grid. Mm-hmm. And so he was using that the way I use it. Because when you do a doodle, you don't have to project. You know what I'm saying? So when people project the image, they're just tracing what they projected onto the wall. Okay. When you do the doodle grid, excuse me, it's because you're importing it into your phone or iPad or whatever. And you're just overlaying your image and then making it see-through. Yeah. So it's 
basically like connecting the dots at that point. Okay. So once you have it in there, I can go from, if I'm doing an eyeball or whatever, I can be like, oh, okay, I'm going from A to C and from oh, C to D. Okay. And I'm just connecting stuff as I go. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that's also a big thing with us that helps us move by fast too because a lot of people who project, they can only do it at nighttime. So automatically right. you're looking at a two-day project right there because you got to go one night and start projecting and the next day you got to go out and paint. Right. You know, so yeah, you um, guys can do us using the grid is just, it's really proven effective to be super effective. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. efficient, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So I, share, I do share it with a lot of people who don't know exactly how to use it. I mean, I'm, I mean, even just going through the comments on some of our posts, someone will always say, what are the letters for? <laughs> yeah. They always ask that question. Oh, well, what do you, what's the letters for? Why do you do all that stuff on there first? You know? Yeah. And I'll explain. They're like, oh, shit. Okay, got you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I saw it and I was like, I was the same way. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? <laughs> that's, that's cool because it is way more effective. Now that I know what it means, now that I yeah. understand it, it's like cool. It's, I even saw you because I remember I went to your house and uh, me and Danny were in your studio. Yeah. We saw you. We got He got video of you, I think, and I took some pictures and I got to see was that. Was that the Joker piece I think he filmed or the Black Panther? He one? did Joker and Black Panther and yeah. I, was, I was only there for the Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Do you, uh, you ever heard of Cobra? I'm sure you have. Cobra, he's a graffiti a muralist, a graffiti muralist. Um, the name sounds familiar. He, so I was in Chicago, like my senior year of college, like uh, 2019 mm-hmm. in like February. It was so cold. It was dumb. But <laughs> yeah. I, we went like, I went with a group of people like, and we went the week after they had that record like freeze, that record like record breaking cold. Uh-huh. And I was like, why are we here? But it was still cool. <laughs> but I saw this, this mural on the wall i think it was uh bb king mm-hmm. and um this dude cobra it like you see like his tag in the corner mm-hmm. and, and cobra does like vivid like colors so he'll do like you know bright pinks lime greens bright yellows mm-hmm. and it's essentially like he, he did bb king but like his face was uh like basically in squares yeah of each different color okay and his work is so detailed i don't even understand how like such large murals can be that detailed it yeah. doesn't make sense in my brain but well it's... the good thing is that what i've and this is something that we go through with a lot of people who like want uh our pieces from us is that um, we try to explain that because it is primarily spray paint to do a face you know eight inches long versus a face that's eight feet high doing it bigger is actually easier right but the um i guess you could say like the intricacy of it you know what i'm saying like uh Still being able to get that detail in, it's 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 a challenge. Yeah, but it's fun though. I mean, some like for me, like I like learning new ways and new techniques, or how I tilt the can a certain way, or sketch things. You know, um, just just continuously practicing. Man, a lot of these guys get really really good with it, and their can control, which is a big thing with anybody who does graffiti work, is can control. And um, people like Jackson, like you said, like Cobra, like. There's some insane artists out yeah. there. I don't even know how they do some of the shit they do with a can. I'm going to have to show you this guy because it's yeah. pretty impressive. But yeah, bro, it's... And then he does it on these buildings in like New York, these mm-hmm. legit skyscrapers, you know, 20 stories. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, one of the my favorite artists that I follow is Tristan Eaton. And um, he's actually out in Deep Ellum right now. Oh, wow. Painting a mural, yeah. And I mean, if you're following him on Instagram or give him a follow and you can see on his stories, man, this wall is just massive yeah it is is massive and and 
just for them to, because he's got a team. I mean, but like, just being able to put what they what he drew like digitally onto that massive wall. It's just, yeah, pff, crazy, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's it's so impressive. Do you guys? So, oh, you guys have a bunch of different projects going on, right? Like, so you mm-hmm. you guys just opened up a container. Where is that at? So the container store is over in Pflugerville. Okay. And um, it's just a it's a graffiti store and 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 you know Snook runs all of it there mm. and uh, it's just got a it's it's just some place to for artists to get their paint now. That's cool, you know, man. Because um, a lot of places <laughs> were running out and Austin doesn't even have a big Austin has a big art scene and has a big graffiti scene, but as crazy as it sounds, there's no graffiti stores in sight. You know, like you got Jerry's Artorama. Okay. People can go there for spray paint. But as far as, you know, all of Austin, you, you probably just got the Vandals container. Which is dope. So yeah. y'all sell, what do y'all sell there? Just spray paint? You got markers it? and spray paint. And um, I'm sure the lids and that, stuff. Then they got caps, caps and stuff like that. Lids. Yeah. Yeah, caps. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. And then we just got a wall there and we just go paint there every now and then, you know. That's cool. Like, me and Snook just painted there on. Over Saturday and Sunday, yeah, we painted there, and, and and that was fun. It's just me and him hanging out with throw some music on, which is how most people do it, you know, just hanging out and yeah, hanging out with your boy. And now this may be a stretch, but would you say that this painting stuff has helped you with your PTSD at all? Oh, absolutely. The yeah. only reason I got back into art was when when I went through the mental health thing. From there, um, they just start putting you in contact with all these different programs, different mm-hmm. people. And they got me into this one program that was, uh, I want to say it was like two-month program or whatever. I didn't have to stay there. Um, oh, but I just, uh, we would drive there every single day from like 8 to like 2.30 or something like that. Yeah. And they had a bunch of different things in there. It felt like, it felt like, a, 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 like a fucking rehab center. But, yeah. you know, they did have some good things there. And one of them was art therapy. And oh, so wow. once I started getting back into the art therapy, I was like, man, like this shit just clears my head like big time. And I mean, we've been places and painted and um, sometimes people will just like offer you stuff like food or anything like that. And I won't even be hungry. Like it's just because I'm in the zone, you know, Yeah. like when me and Ricky go paint, we if it's a long project, we'll, we'll take a quick lunch. But man, like we grind on those walls. Yeah. So we we. We definitely get busy and we finish projects always fast. Mm-hmm. That's good, and your work is always good. It stands yeah. for it. it speaks for itself. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank what you. about the uh, the butchers crew, man? I saw that Daniel did a video for you guys. <laughs> What's that? So butchers, like, there's a lot of graffiti crews out there, and there's a lot of people who you know get together and they they do like good, uh, as we refer to as like productions and pieces and stuff like that. But um, Butcher's Crew was just something that I had always been thinking about doing for a while, just putting together a very small collective. And um, so, obviously, you know, it was going to be Snook. Like, me and Snook been rocking together for a couple of years now. Yeah. I mean, everything from the Vandals container to, like, just painting together, hanging out together, going to Vegas together, Mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Tiki together. (laughs) Uh, That's my dude. And... um, and so, so he was immediately just, there was no way I was going to do anything butchers without him. Yeah. You know? And then there's another close friend of ours, Chris. He goes by News uh, 1213. And, um, and me and we've always hung out a lot, too. And we've painted together multiple times. He was, and he's super talented. Yeah. And um, 
and then there's another friend of ours, Defecto, and and he just he's always doing piecing letters, always. And so that was the first four. And that's what it's been at now for since the beginning. Yeah. You know, I don't know about um I'm sure we'll get to the point where we want to add like some new people to the crew and stuff like that. But as far as butchers, man, it's just having some fun on projects that yeah don't involve any sort of business behind it. It's just oh, that's us cool. four getting together. And we just go paint for a while, and we'll put together a big wall. Like the last one we did was the Grinch wall. Yeah, that was that and, was pretty um, cool. Yeah, that was awesome, man. That was a fun day. And Daniel came out and filmed that one too. He was up there, yeah. And then, uh, but a couple of us always get together every every now and then. Um, me and Snook, like I said, we just we just uh, did the wall over at Vandals, and um, I know News and Defecto got together and they did a MF Doom tribute. You know, so the four of us still get out there. And we're yeah, always doing different things. Yeah, that's dope, man. Mm -hmm. One thing I admire about you and even your Instagram is that you're always like, you're trying to help everybody out that you can, especially the creative people. Like, yeah. I know you'll tag us every time and you'll like tell people to go to check out our page and mm -hmm. stuff. So is there a reason you do that? Or just you've always been like that, kind of supportive or like... Is there... I've always been uh, I've always been a supportive person. And I mean, it doesn't just stop with like reposting somebody's thing. Mm -hmm. if, if, if there's a fundraiser... And if, if I'm in a position to, to donate some money, I'm going to donate money. If, yeah. a, if, if they're asking for clothes, whatever it is, I'll always try and, and do my part. Um, but if I can't do my part, then I'm still going to share it. Yeah. You know, because I always tell people, like, even when I post, like, a piece or, or we post something that we're going to sell, you know, I'll tell people, hey, look, like, even if you don't plan on buying it, share it. Yeah, somebody else might want it. Right. Yeah, you that's know, true. And, and if if you've got four thousand followers and I got four thousand followers, then that means eight thousand people are potentially going to see it. Now. Right. You know. So I feel that like as artists, and and when I say artists, I don't mean like just graffiti, just painters. Mm. I'm talking like all of us who do something that's, you know, we're trying to get out there to people. Yeah. Man, networking is like, there's no better tool than that. Yeah. You know, like we've done so many things. Since we really like came on the scene, like in Austin, that a lot of other people have been there with us along the ride. You know what I'm saying? Like we've right, had right, people right. ask us to help them paint the mural. You know, so we'll go out there and we do it. We just support people as much as we can, and I think, I think if a lot more people did that, like, yeah, man, we wouldn't need all these different marketing tools and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, because I mean, I like let's say you you know six of your closest friends and you combine your followers, you know, you could potentially be talking 25,000 and up people. Yeah, that's true. And if if you share that with someone else, like that's all those people potentially being able to see that. Yeah. And so we've, we've never had to do like marketing in any way because we have a good, we have a good rapport with a lot of people. Mm. We have a lot of repeat clients, you know, so, and that word of mouth, it really does go a long, long way. Yeah. You know, it's, Word of mouth is definitely way more impactful than anything you see, like an ad or like mm -hmm. a... Because you get ads on... I'm sure you get ads on your yeah. Instagram all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like... It almost is to the point where it's like annoying. It's like you, you're trying yeah. to get... Just get it out of my face. Mm -hmm. But that word of mouth is a little more intimate. It's a little more personable. And it's, yeah, because you know who the source is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So when when people see like... You know, somebody else might post something of mine and be like, Hey, look, the homie's selling off this piece or whatever. They could be a very trustworthy person. And yeah, people might know that about them. That's true. And I think a lot of people know that about us too. Like we, like in any world, you're gonna have the gossip world. You know, mm -hmm. the chisme. 
But, <laughs> and there's times that people have came to us and they might want to share some sort of gossip and we don't, we just don't play along with it. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of close friends out there and we have, we have people that we don't get along with, but don't, if you're going to bring me gossip about somebody I don't get along with, I really don't care to hear it. it I mean, I'm going to listen to you, yeah. but it's not like I'm going to chime in with you and, and it's going to grow into this thing because, yeah. um, if everybody just stays in their lane, everybody does what they got to do and just supports one another, then yeah, man, we're all gonna be okay. <laughs> the world will be <laughs> a better right? place, man. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So, uh, what kind of do you have a favorite type of mural you like to do? So, like, do you like getting commission pieces where you have exact like explicit directions, or do you like free freestyling it? No, every single thing has. Every single mural has a process to it. Okay. And, and it's if it's for a business, then they're definitely going to tell us what they want, right, what they're right. looking for. It has gotten to the point now where people are um, people are giving us more of our freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, like we like to do a lot of like collaging things and stuff like that instead of just like if they say, oh, I want a little boy reading a book. It's <laughs> not just going to be a little boy reading a book. It's going to have yeah. a bunch of shit going on. And that's how we like to do it, you know. So, um, but when it comes to like our own style and things that like I personally like to paint, I definitely like painting like comic book stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Ricky always tells me, just do that, you know. Like, <laughs> paint the comic book stuff. She loves it, you know, and I love it too because it's just it's something gruesome about it, and yeah, allows me to get like some dope ass line work in there and stuff like that. And so we do that, and we do a lot of like the vintage stuff. We get into those kind of pieces, yeah, and that's always been a lot of fun. And so just collaging things and bringing it all together. Yeah, you know, but also adding like that twist of graffiti. Like we do a lot of tagging in the background and and some lettering things and stuff like that. Um, but just putting it all together. Yeah, just, just shitting all over. The yeah, place. you. So you did that table for Daniel. Yeah, and you like it's so dope. You like layered it. You did some th some like you put like L A huge. Yeah, and then you put something bigger over it where you could still see the L A in the yeah. back. Dude, that's so dope. Yeah. I'm going to need something for the for studio, sure. bro. I'm going to have to trade some work. <laughs> yeah. For, oh, for sure. I, I look at all these walls, man, and I'm like, man, they need something. These need these. Man, yeah. the only thing is we don't, we don't, we're just renting this place. So uh -huh. we can't spray on can't the walls. Can't paint on it, yeah. Put something on there, man. Like, yeah, you can definitely hang it up What'd or you something. Panels. Panels, yeah. Panels. Yeah. Like just, you could even lean them up against the wall, yeah. too. Like, yeah, we paint a lot of panels. What are, like what kind of panels is it? So birchwood. Okay. Like to paint on birchwood. It's just a like a four by eight sheet of birchwood. Um, I think we in the beginning we probably did like two or three things like on plywood, and then we quickly <laughs> realized this shit is heavy. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That uh, sheet of plywood is ridiculously heavy, and so a lot of people couldn't hang that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, box, yeah, yeah. You know? So birchwood. Somebody put me onto birchwood. I forgot who it was. Maybe Eric Ross. Um, and birchwood is super light, you know, it's about a quarter, not a quarter inch thick, but about a half right. inch thick. And it's super light, real smooth, and so we're able to get, you know, paint a lot of good projects on there. Yeah. And not worry about, like, transporting canvas, which mm. tends to rip or tends to, like, bow in on yeah. some parts. It's, so the birchwood thing is definitely... Yeah. Do you ever paint on 2 by 4 I think <laughs> we've, at this point, I don't know if there's much that we haven't painted on. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> To be honest, like <laughs> people, people will ask us to paint a lot of different things, man. Like we've done patio furniture, like Dang. we've done end tables, you know. Um, wow, old metal shelves that look. We actually have it in our house. Lockers. The lockers are cool. Yeah. I saw the lockers. Yeah, that's dope. It's just 
anything. The the, the fold out tables. People love those. We had we had one girl who she's gotten more than one from us for herself. And um then we did Daniels. I've yeah. done a few of those tables actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I need something for the wall, man. We'll have to talk about that maybe yeah, off for camera sure. or something. But um what was I gonna say? Uh let's talk about your tattoos. You guys are both tatted up. <laughs> when did you guys get like obviously you didn't get them at the same time, but like did you get yours in the in the military or did you get them after or what what's up no, with that? No, so most of my stuff I mean at this point I'm I, there's Too many. nothing to count. Yeah. Um but most of my stuff I had I guess at this point I'm fifty fifty. So about half my tattoos I had them while I was in the military. Yeah. And I've gotten over half since I've gotten out. So, um, but nothing below the wrist and nothing above the neck okay. that I have in the military. Okay. Because you're really not allowed it. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. when I got out from the military, I think the first thing I did was my hand. I did I did my right hand, and then I went straight to getting my neck done, and and it just kept on adding on from there. Yeah. But I think I got my first tattoo when I was like 17. I think it was. Had some corny shit. <laughs> yeah. Had my mom's name written or something like yeah. that. You know, uh, Ricky got her first when she was like five, I think. Five, yeah. 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 Was yeah. it the neck one? Yeah. That you really have your lip tatted? Yeah. Does it hurt? It no, not at all. That, I didn't even feel it actually. Dang, that's wild. That's pretty cool. She just said ow a couple of times. That's it. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Yeah, but getting tattooed is fun, man. We've uh, we've got tattoos from all over the country. I mean, That's cool. Obviously, I was stationed in Cali, so I got some there. Obviously, here, New York. Um, Ricky's the same way. Ricky has more of a passion for, like, um, getting, getting work done from, like, you know, big artists that are oh, okay. super known for their styles yeah. and stuff like that. Where I've just met some kind of tattoo artist that I kind of like rocked with them for a bit. Yeah. Like my boy out in Harker Heights, Danny Mac. He's done a lot of my tattoos now. And and then you got Grito in Austin who he's amazing at what he does. Yeah. Too. And um, I'm about to follow those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for some work, man, both of them are dope. Yeah. Uh, good thing with Grito is he's he's very professional. He's young. He's 23 years old, but man, his, his talent is is up there. Yeah. His talent is is definitely. Uh, he's gonna be a force when if he keeps doing what he's doing and, and getting better and better. Yeah, he's gonna be world renowned. That's dope, man. Super clean work. You guys have any uh, projects coming up? Um, see this this Thursday we're going to paint over in San Antonio. Okay. Um, fun story. We don't we don't brag like that. <laughs> no, but it's cool. I got uh, I had a client uh, that had purchased two canvas pieces out in San Antonio for his barbershop, um, and it was of Kobe and Gigi. Okay. And so we delivered that around that same maybe like a month later or something like that. So that guy kept following me, and he I kept following him. And um, just recently, he had uh, he tagged me in this post. And the post said, hey, looking for a local artist, you know, to do some work. And so then um, the person that he tagged me for was Luis Vasquez um, from the Denver Broncos. Oh, wow. And so we were like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sure, yeah. whatever, bro. You know? <laughs> we didn't mean it like that. And um, <laughs> so then I spoke with him and then we set up a consult and we went out to San Antonio and met with him. And he's opening up a, a prime wellness gym. It's called Prime Wellness. 
and um, it, it's it's just a gym, and, and it's just like uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the future of gyms, I guess you could say. Like, yeah. Like it, it's got. He tried to put him and his wife. I think are running it together, and they, they just tried putting as much as they can in there, and it's pretty dope. It's Dang. it's. it's the way they have it set up is pretty nice. And so we're going to go out there on Thursday, and we got some work to do for him there. And then um, Sunday, we have an, uh, an event in Austin. And it's actually for a church group. A lot of this work is going to be donated from artists. And so we're going out there and donating a mural. Oh, that's and cool. We're going to paint out there. They're supplying the paint and stuff like that. Um, but we're going to go out there and just have some fun, paint on Sunday. Yeah. Then Monday, uh, heading out to McAllen, Texas fun five-hour drive dang yeah paint out there then we get back from that and um we're in talks with a couple of different projects we actually have one there um in round rock there's a gym too in round rock um probably paint another mural over at native hostel for um for fc austin right um oh wow goes yeah so that should be fun and then um and then we just keep going man yeah you know a lot of people always ask us about our availability and it's it's an easy answer because I mean like we paint so fast so yeah but I mean things just keep they just keep moving yeah you know the pieces never really slow down so no nah, man mm-hmm. you're uh you guys are we artwork like I said speaks for itself appreciate it people love it it's dope I love it it's cool <laughs> all right bro well, I don't want to take up any more of y'all's time so uh, I appreciate you coming in here man yeah, that was absolutely that was dope let me uh, tell people where they can reach you at like on your social media or whatever you or your website all of it yeah. Um, so you can reach us at uh, at laced and found exactly how it's spelled out. I'll tag. I'll tag. It. Laced and found on Instagram. Like I said, I don't do the Facebook yeah. thing. Um, we do have a website, and it's the same thing: www.lacedandfound.com. Um, you can find us on Google with laced and found graffiti murals, um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then you know, yeah. just give us a follow. Have some fun looking at the artwork. Go find some of the murals. Take pictures in front of them. Yeah. You know, anything. And, and then just keep just keep spreading around. Spreading the word. Yeah. yeah, man. Spread the love. Spread the love. These people deserve it. Y'all are, y'all, are, y'all are dope, man. I appreciate y'all coming in. This <laughs> thank is, you. This is cool, man. Thank you. All right. Well, best of luck. And uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you.